Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 4 of Kill la Kill. If you'd like to watch along, start watching now. So as per the preview from last episode, the premise of this episode is that the students are required to get to school and they're not allowed to be late, otherwise there will be serious punishment. And to my mind, this is one of my favorite episodes. You know, I really like the premise of this authoritarian nightmare school that Honoji Academy presents. And, you know, you have to get to school on time. And I think in this particular instance, early. But to combat that, the powers that be at the school have set up a horrifically awful obstacle course that has pretty equal odds of maiming or killing the students. So, what we have here is one of the initial complications, even aside from not being allowed to be tardy. Mako's mom is, uh, cleaning Senkets, and... <laughs> You know, this is a big stumbling block because that's where a lot of Ryuko's power comes from. And so without Senkets, uh, she's essentially hung out to dry, much like Senkets. So what would otherwise be, I guess, a walk in the park with the powers of Senkets, then, you know, it just makes, it makes the episode's conflict more meaningful. Here, we're also introduced to the fact that only Ryuko can communicate with Senkets, presumably because Senkets has ingested her blood. And, you know, she's trying to communicate, but Mako and her family just think it's sort of Ryuko being eccentric. So apparently this whole no tardies day thing only affects the no star students. So it's another one of those class divided issues where only the poor and impoverished are affected in any way.
So, the chair of the disciplinary committee shows up, and it almost seems like he's there to mock Ryuko in person. And he sort of gives a lowdown on what exactly is expected of the no-star students. So the the punishment for not showing up is expulsion. You know, I'm wondering if perhaps this no tardies day was pre-planned or if it was instituted specifically because Ryuko had intervened in the ongoing activities of Hanoji Academy. I'm tempted to think it was specifically done for Ryuko. So Mako, by virtue of her impetuous nature, manages to get Ryuko sort of off the hook. Of course, she still needs to compete in the obstacle course. So at this point... Ryuko is initially confident of her abilities to navigate this obstacle course, but it seems to me that she isn't really taking into account the fact that basically every student is out to get her, as per Satsuki's mandate last episode. So as they make the first checkpoint, Irigamaguri stops to heckle them again and mentions that all the usual routes to the school have been entirely disabled. So now we run into another classmate of Mako and Ryuko. And she appears to have already been mangled in one of the booby traps. And she's really laying it on thick here to try and... extract any sympathy from Ryuko. It really seems like she's just sort of taking advantage of Ryuko's good nature.
So, now that Senkets has been properly washed, the rest of Mako's family, sans the mother, are attempting to deliver it to her. So, perhaps conveniently, Maiko, the crippled student, intervened just long enough to derail Mako's family from delivering Senkats. Now, I like the use of uh, Chopin's Funeral March here. Classical music is criminally underrated in terms of being used in commercial properties. You know, it's all in the public domain since it's so old, and... You know, sometimes you really can't beat it. So, here we have, I guess, a series of instances in quick succession where Maiko seems to... coincidentally slow down the group. Of course, Mako isn't helping very much either, considering her, um, I guess her chronic airheadedness. So once again, Mako intervenes in very similar fashion. Even though Senkits can't communicate with anyone else at this point, he's verbally frustrated about everyone failing to drive correctly. So with her father and her little brother out of commission, only Mako's pet dog Guts is capable of delivering Senkits now. There's a nice little scene here where they, where they, uh, Ryuko, Mako, and Maiko watch a group of students having a pseudo-homeroom. Because they've given up on making it to the school and they know they're going to be kicked out, but they can't face that reality, so they hold a mock homeroom. It's an interesting coping strategy. It's also notable that expulsion from Honoji Academy also results in eviction from your home. So while they're not exactly playing by the rules, Ryuko, Maiko, and Mako managed to hijack um, a one-star armored vehicle. Now, interestingly, in this last shot, Maiko was uh, grabbing the gear shifter with her allegedly crippled arm.
Also, interestingly, all the townsfolk in this sort of one-star area, they're, I guess, sort of under the uh, purview of Hanoji Academy as well. They all have high-powered weapons, which they're using with extreme prejudice against the armored bus. Additionally, Maiko appears to have uh, removed the bandages or the cast from her injured hand. So it's only on the forearm now. So whatever she was saying about having been crippled before, you know, she certainly seems to have full functionality of her hand. So by this point, thanks to the armored bus, the trio has almost made it to the two-star district. We also have a another spot of classical music, which I greatly appreciate. So everything seems good. You know, the trio made it to Hanoji Academy with 15 minutes to spare. It seems like the three of them are good friends now. So just as Senkets is about to be delivered... Maiko interferes again, seemingly for no reason. So now, Maiko reveals her true intentions. So, in reality, Maiko was the head of trap development for the disciplinary committee. So she was gunning for Ryuko this entire time. So... Interestingly, Maiko has ambitions of challenging Lady Satsuki herself. So despite being, you know, pretty high up in the disciplinary committee, she has no loyalty whatsoever and took this opportunity to try and betray essentially everyone.
So Micah manages to put on Senkets, and she even sort of gets it to transform, although it definitely definitely looks different than when Ryuka wears it. And so Senkets sort of intimates that Micah was able to do this because she has no shame whatsoever. So, try as she might, Maiko is paralyzed. Senket seems to be fighting against her. So, Maiko knows she is up the creek without a paddle. And she tries to grovel to get her way out of a beating, but... It doesn't seem like Ryuko would be willing to relent after what she's been put through. So, Maiko managed to get out of this relatively unscathed. You know, normally the other club captains and people of similar rank would get beaten significantly more rather than just one punch to the chin. So now Maiko's final betrayal is revealed. They were never at Hanoji Academy to begin with. So with her final contingency plan activated, Ryuko and Mako are going to be sent back to the very beginning of the obstacle course, and there really isn't very much they can do about it. So Maiko almost seems willing to die knowing that she detained Ryuko. Of course, that was a lie. She's the type to lie, but ultimately she's just satisfied at having beaten Ryuko and detained her and done all that. So, now that she has Senkets back, Ryuko quickly transforms and, I guess hopefully with Senkets' synchronized power, they'll be able to make it back to the top, to Hinoji Academy, before time is over.
So fortunately, through sheer happenstance, they managed to find a cable car that goes nonstop to Hinoji Academy from the very bottom, and it's reserved for only the most important students. So thanks to this little plot contrivance, it seems like they might actually make it on time. So back with Maiko, she's scheming to herself about how she'll pretend to be a good subordinate, but... Gamaguri heard everything, and he does not suffer fools. It seems that even though he's ostensibly a villain, at the very least he has a sense of honor. And he does expel Maiko for her treachery. So by the skin of their teeth, Ryuko and Mako managed to make it to homeroom on time at the cost of crashing the cable car. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means tune in for the next episode. See you, Space Cowboy.